0: What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. hey you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're doing a return to uh, Make It A Classic. We haven't done one of these in a while.
1: Indeed. Uh, we took some time off to do some other joints. Yeah. We we'll probably uh, got to get back to the to the secret sauce. Right, so right. So here we are.
0: And so uh, the album that we're doing for this Make It A Classic is Most Death, The New Danger, which came out in October 2004. Yep. And I wanted to do this album because, look, I don't think it's... A very great album overall, but for some reason, I always go back to revisit it. And I always, whenever I revisit it, I'm like, man, like, why wasn't this album better? Because I think there's happens to be a lot of good material on here. Mm -hmm. But I know why I didn't necessarily really like it at the time. Yet at the time, this was on heavy rotation for me. Hmm. And this is in the album, like I said, I probably revisit this album. You know, two, three times like, um, or, you know, like a couple of weeks, you know, every two or three years, oh. I should say. And so I always go back to it. And I always think managers had such great potential. Right. And now that we have this podcast, we have a, a great format to talk about why I think it could be made a classic. True.
1: So, well, let's get it. Um, You want to start with the critical reception? Well, first, we should
0: start with where where we
1: were. Oh, uh, where we were. Right. So we so, were both in the same place, I think, on this one. We were both right. In college. So
0: this is, this is 2004. So this would have been, I think, my third year no this would have been my fourth year right yes year. it would have been the, right. the 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 first semester of my but like the fall semester of my fourth year in school yeah. and this was a time when i was probably spending a lot more time making beats than focusing on my studies mm. and um hip-hop was starting to i don't know i was starting to become really really disinterested in hip-hop mm. and the more that the more that I made beats, the more that the music that I was sampling mm-hmm. and the music, the, the the samples that I heard from other records that were being sampled, I started to enjoy that music a lot more right. than hip hop. So this is probably the pivotal point for me Um, Between my between 2003 and 2004 when I really just kind of started stepping away from hip-hop I started listening to a lot of jazz I started listening to a lot of classic rock and I was starting to listen to a lot of these old soul samples Mm -hmm. Um, And Nina Simone in particular my last two years in college like Nina Simone was on heavy rotation almost the entire time So that's kind of where I was um, Musically in in my musical space. Where were you? Right. Um, I was uh, also in college
1: um, it was my second year. I think I no, that was. It would have been year. your third year. I think it was my second year.
0: You're a year behind yeah. me. Right. So it would have been the it would have been the fall semester of your third year.
1: Fair. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. I mean. I think there was a lot going on in the hip hop landscape. Um. However, I think that I was still very much firmly rooted to like, you know, your more boom bap type of hip hop. Like, um, you know, your your, I mean, Kanye's album came out this yeah, year. College, uh, the uh, college, college Dropout out came out at the top of the year. Was that was that January or February? I was say it was in January, okay. or February. Yeah, um, and you, then you also had Mad Villainy. You know, came right, out right. so like some real staples. You know, came out in like 2004.
0: And Mad Villainy wouldn't necessarily be a staple in terms of like the commercial mainstream, but in terms of hip hop heads, I mean, Mad yeah. Villainy is. It was obviously you know right. a lot of people were talking about it.
1: And I mean, you know, I think you know even friends of ours like you know Amos and mm-hmm. and you know Eva, you know, Eva, were Eve definitely were becoming like fans also of of you know that space of hip hop, but then additionally like jazz. Okay. So I remember this being around the time where like, you know, Amos bought, brought me like Bitches Brew and he was like, You have
0: oh, to listen to this album. Yeah, you know good. what I mean? So, it's good. so
1: I was getting you gotta I was listen getting to the
0: uh, the extended cut. I don't think I had that. Man. Oh, that's like not two CDs, it's four CDs. It's great. Uh, so my yeah. favorite music is on the, um, but, on the extended yeah, so cut. So
1: I, I was I was getting I was getting involved in some other types of music, uh, which was why I think this should have been better to me than it was mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i guess that's kind of where i was at i was still uh, you know the grind date by by de la soul came out i think a little bit before this so, which i have not heard wow great
0: album i, I would, will i will go back and listen to it yeah again. but
1: those are the type of albums that i was listening to and then additionally uh in the landscape something else to mention is that uh lloyd banks's first album came out this right so- and the only reason i'm saying that the lloyd banks and young bucks first albums both came out was because G Unit was kind of dominating mainstream hip hop. They were, they were one of the ludicrous. folks that were dominating. I yeah. think that
0: Kanye was in that. Um, G Unit was was still ludicrous. There. Uh, yeah, his his album around this time wasn't all that great. Nas had an album Street Disciple, which was okay. Yeah, um, wasn't great. It was probably better than uh, what was it? Godson. I think that's the one. I I think Street was, Disciple was better than Godson. I don't know. I Nah. i didn't think either of those <laughs> albums were all that great uh, okay. uh, Ghostface um. went from um wherever he was at i forget where he was at to was it LaFace? where was he at uh he was on epic epic and then yeah. he went to uh deaf jam, jam for his penny tony yeah. album which i really liked at the time it's probably yeah. not all that great
1: it, there's but, there's some highlights for sure on that one <laughs> yeah. um and then master ace followed up disposable arts with the long hot summer which right. uh, i think was a really dope one two punch in, in hip-hop album.
0: in general so. though what did you think about oh we also have the the roots tipping point which yeah not very good album but again it's another right. one that i constantly revisit and yeah. it's, it's actually another make it a classic that i want to do because yeah. i think that album could be great that's a fair um, one uh, well, Okay. what did you think about this year in hip hop I mean you know back when we did to Cal 2000 I mean that right. was a strong year right? right particularly right. from the Def Jam side right. I mean you know if you liked Kanye and if you liked G Union I guess it was a great a good year yeah. I didn't like G Union I yeah. happen to fucking can't stand College Dropout mm. um, I, I think it's got look I think College Dropout has a few songs on it that I really like. Mm-hmm. The ones that I don't like, I can't fucking stand. The only okay. exception to that is Jesus Walk, which I don't really like that song. Mm-hmm. But I accept it. It's a it's a really good piece of music. Okay. But other than that, like there's so many songs on there that I just like I can't stand. So yeah.
1: well, I, I liked that album. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know and, a lot of people
0: uh, do, and a lot of people like the old Kanye, but it's just not for me. And I think 04 was a very
1: spotty year. Yes, I would but, agree. But what I will say is, um is that was the foundation of the the run that kanye had where it yes, was just it was. like i mean like everything he was putting out uh, he was he did twista and he mm-hmm. did uh you know the diff set guys and he was doing everything he was dropping was was that it, sped soul sample thing was right.
0: the thing and, um, and importantly most death was also doing his thing for the likes of common for right. the likes of right. to live quality and right. for the likes of most deaf right, right, and right. he's on this album um we'll talk about that right cool. so
1: all right. So uh, you want to go to the critical
0: reception? I think or that you... fans of Mos Def were excited for this project and probably enjoyed it. I, I know that... I think that ultimately it was a disappointment because Black on Both Sides, is to me, is one of the greatest albums, if not the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Um, I, I really it's it's one of those things where uh when we were talking we had that conversation with panama right and we haven't released it yet we're still getting around to trying to do that but panama says that if someone were to come on planet earth and ask hey what's hip-hop the one song that you would give them is they reminisce over you right that's the right right okay i think that if i were to give them an album black on both sides is the album that i would give them Hmm. i think that if you if you were to look if you were to ask like artists like Public Enemy, mm-hmm. um, Ice Cube, whoever, w- who are coming into the more conscious, woke perspective of hip hop, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to challenge the system and whatnot. And you, and you gave them an album, you you, you let them look into the future at an album like Black on Both Sides and say, mm-hmm. Hey, look, this is where hip hop can go. Like, what do you think of this? I think they would be very very proud of where hip hop went when you got an album like Black on Both Sides and. It's an album that everybody loves, um, especially, you know, like I had a friend who even told me that like, look, if the new danger was nothing but like Umi says, repeated 15 times, like I would love the album, right? Like <laughs> anyway, so I think that in that sense, it disappointed. But mm-hmm. I also think that it's it's weird because there's songs on here mm-hmm. that a lot of people happen to like mm-hmm. um, collectively as an album, I, I don't think it's very good. And I think the main thing that it suffers from is just a lack of cohesion Mm. and a lack of just like Most stuff. like what are you doing like what are you trying to say what's this project going and so I think from that perspective it probably wasn't very well received but I think that if you were a fan of Most stuff and a fan of that kind of music there were little nuggets here and there that you could hold on to to be like you know what like it wasn't all that great but you know I'm not mad at it I can still enjoy it
1: I think you gave us kind of both the critical reception and yours, right. right in there. Okay. I, I mean, did, I'm, did you, well, I'm
0: also speaking. I'm also speaking for the per- perspective. Like, this is this is an album that I've spoken about with friends, and they've all kind right. of said the same thing. Like, look, you know, it's impossible to follow up, follow up black on both sides. <gasps> but there are a couple songs in here that I really, really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like you know, it's not great, but there's things about it that I enjoy. Right. So. Did, um, did you have a critical reception of it? Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, I actually read up uh, some of the the reviews, and they they were really really mixed. Like some mm-hmm. people were saying, you know, this is a great piece of you know hip hop experimentation, and then other people were saying like, this is terrible. Like this is the most unfocused effort from his artist ever, etc. So I think the critical reception was very mixed. Um, I mean, we're looking over here, and we see Pitchfork gave it a five of ten, um, right. and then Q gave it a two of five you know, Rolling Stone gave it four stars, and then Spin gave it a B, so I mean, it's it's kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, yep. I personally, when I listened to it, I, I thought it was very unfocused. It was very um, unfocused, um, and yeah. I And I picked like three or four songs that like re- resonated with me, and I, I basically discarded the rest of the album. That's like, fair. Like yeah, I, I completely would skip fair. through. I get it. Um, and at the time, I think I, w- I was into the Kanye chipmunk soul situation. So the Kanye <laughs> records on here, I liked. Right. I figured um, you would. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of the rest of them. I, I did not like. So, but uh, went back and checked it out just for this episode. So I have other thoughts that I'll save till we get that's to cool. make it a classic.
0: Highlights? Highlights. Let's um, get into yours first.
1: Cool. Um, And in going back and also, the, given the context that Rafael Sadiq contributed yes, to it, because yes. I didn't realize it <laughs> uh, at the time, I, I do like the intro. Um, but my highlights were like, you know, Ghetto Rock. I loved that joint, and I liked mm-hmm. what he did with the, uh, with the video. Um, I don't even remember that he had
0: a video for Young. I think there rank. was
1: like a video for where it was like kids jumping in the projects or something. I don't,
0: I don't, yeah. I don't even think I saw it. In well, fact, that was going to be that. one of the problems that I had with this album. Like, uh, I don't remember any videos.
1: Yeah, he had a, but, a video for Sex, Love, and Money, which I was, was going to be one of the other ones. Okay, because I, remember cause I, I don't remember on. what that one was either. Yeah, it was like, it was weird. It was like some girl in a hotel room or something. I don't, I don't, I, I vaguely remember it, but okay. I do remember there was definitely a video for that one. All right. Um, And that was going to be one of my um highlights. Just, I just love the, the um the stadium drums and sex mm-hmm. on the money do do like that and and same with ghetto rock I like that he it's almost like he tried to create a stadium album but but then he just didn't follow through um so I like those I like sunshine for sure um and then I really really for some reason liked grown man business okay um I, I love that Barry White sample like no, I it's, mean it's anybody classic. could rap on that yeah. and it, it would be yeah. it would sound excellent and and I didn't know Minnesota rapped also okay so that was dope to hear him rap. Um. yeah I think that's like my four and then okay. I,
0: I like pretty much didn't even really listen to this album All right. so for me it highlights right off the bat I mean the boogeyman song is such an amazing intro and yeah. I think that for where I was musically at the time, like to hear mm. an album start that way was just mm. like oh so refreshing, right? You know what I mean? Because it was like it was kind of like a break from hip hop, and it was it was just like a really good piece of music, right? Um, and then you kind of get into you know freaky black greetings, and and I, I enjoyed the rock element of it mm-hmm. and the blues element of it, right. and What he's trying to do, right? Um, because I you know I, I'm into that, legitimately into that kind of music, right? Um, so I, I really enjoyed that, mm. um, in terms like. Songs like Blue Black Jack. Like yeah. Blue Black Jack was something that right around that time, because here's, here's the other thing, right? I think one of the reasons why I started getting into classic rock is because during my summer vacations, a lot of people either chilled, they did studies, or they got a random job doing something, right? Maybe they even got an internship, great. Uh, well, my mother dated uh, an electrical contractor, and so... I went to work, you know, construction. Mm -hmm. um, uh, You know, as an electrician's assistant, um, which was great, right? You know, you work out in the sun, exercise. You get to learn how to like, you know, put electrical shit together in the house. Like, it's cool. Mm -hmm. But all of my coworkers were all, you know, folks who, you know, a lot older than I were, white folks. Um, They liked rock music and classic rock in in particular. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, 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 I'm going out on site and I'm listening to the to the radio and I'm like, oh, I remember all these records from. When I was a kid, like... You're talking like Journey or like... No, nah, like Journey, Credence, um, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones, Beatles, right. uh, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, okay. uh, Creed, Nirvana, just like, you know, whoever, yeah. right? And so I'm listening to, to all this stuff and I'm like, wow, like I remember these records from when I was a kid. Like my, my father was huge on classic rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I really started to get in like immersed into that sound. And so this is right around right right around that time you know i'm coming off of uh you know coming back to school off of another summer of just like you know being immersed in classic rock and then i hear this album and i'm like yes like this is great like i, I want this and it's it's a break from what we're getting it's a break from g unit it's a break from right. kanye right right so it's a break from that so i, I like that aspect of it blue mm-hmm. black jack was a song that i constantly had on repeat okay um i also really really liked and it had
1: shuggy otis on it uh which, Shiggy Otis is a really, really right, dope guitar right, right. player. He uh he collaborates with uh Rafael Sadiq.
0: I also, you know, I I liked uh Sex Love and Money, I love Close Edge. Uh mm. and if you recall, that's when like Chappelle's show was huge. I yeah. want to say it was either first or second season of um Chappelle's show. I think close uh most actually featured on it He's right mm. around the car with Chappelle and yeah. he's just like rapping the track. Yeah. Um so that was really, really dope. And then you got tracks like Martin Marvel. Mm. Um so those were kind of like the highlights for me was modern marvel a, a highlight for you it, it is for me and it's a highlight for a lot of people as well
1: okay i mean can we go into the low lights
0: low lights it's we've already hinted on it but it's mainly because that's uh, a low light for me that's fine that's fine actually before we do that before we do before we get into the low lights i also want to say like the packaging of this album mm-hmm. like i love I love the cover. Um, yeah, me You've too. got you've got Mo stuff like in this in this old hat. He's got like a bandana around his face with like a finger on his head, and in the back he's like, I don't know. It's just it's just a dope packaging of the album. So right. that in in context with all like of the sound on here, uh, I really really appreciate it. Getting into the lowlights. Uh, the main lowlight for me is that it's really really unfocused. You've got this kind of rock bluesy funkish edge. Rugged edge mixed in with like stuff that Kanye's doing, mixed in with like a Barry White sample or just whatever. And I'm just like, we, what are we trying to do here? Like, yeah. what exactly is going on? And that's my biggest beef with this album. It's just, it's just so totally unfocused. Yeah. So go ahead. So, so your low light would be uh, uh, Martin Marvel. Well,
1: so I mean, uh, agreed, right? It's a, it's a very unfocused album. It's kind of uh, trying to do a few different things at the same time, and then, and it. it that it's not even like it tries to do something and then it moves from one thought to the next mm-hmm. thought it's like you have a you're in the middle of a thought and then it goes somewhere else and then comes back oh. Yeah, and not in the way of like the life of pablo by kanye which felt like a manic episode but i could kind of follow it a little bit you it just better than me. not not focused right yeah um but uh but yeah modern marvel was just confusing to me like it's nine minutes long, right? Yeah. It's nine minutes and 19 seconds. And the first five minutes of it is just him trying to sing along with Marvin Gaye, a beautiful Marvin Gaye song that yeah. I'm just like, why do I have to listen to most deaf <laughs> try to sing when I could just listen to the Marvin Gaye song? Fair. And then after five minutes and 40 seconds of what the fuck, right? Then then it's just all of a sudden like a beat comes on and you're like, oh shit, th- that's a beat. And then he yeah. starts rapping and you're like, oh, he's really good at rapping. Yeah. And then it's like, Why did I have to sit through five minutes and 40 seconds of that? Because if it started at the 540 mark, it would be a great song.
0: That's fair. I think I liked it in the context of my vision for the album, which we can talk about. Yeah.
1: Um, And, uh, you know, other lowlights, some other songs just kind of started to just drone on. And I kind of wish that he had been more focused with like, okay, the purpose of song is this and this is kind of going to be the hot. Some of them sound like a jam session like mm-hmm. they were trying just you know gigging jamming to try to figure out what the song was going to be right and they just recorded it and made it a song which mm-hmm. um which is a low light another highlight I did mention is when I went back to read about this album um I learned that you know Most Def has a group called Black Jack Johnson that's mm-hmm. a, a rock group and in that group he plays several instruments and yeah. on different songs he plays different instruments and I, I was really interested by that and this album was not packaged in such a way that it highlighted that. So no, it so it was just like most stuff and I'm like okay so I'm going to listen to this album the way I listen to Black Star and the way I listen to you know Black on both sides like it's just here's the thing just, though he's a rapper with music
0: black on both sides didn't necessarily package that either they didn't really advertise it but if you go through and you Uh look through the production uh, credits he's credited it on over half of the songs because he's contributed in one way or another yeah um musically like with the instrumentation right i I I think umi says i think it's the only two musicians on that i think i think are um weldon irvin Mm -hmm. and most deaf i think i'm not positive but i know that they're uh Weldon Irvin contributed heavily to the album as well in terms of the overall production. But I mean Most Deaf was playing has been playing instruments for a while.
1: Yeah, I just like that here, at least with the credits, they like actually highlighted, yep. you know, Most Deaf plays keys here or mm-hmm. Most Def plays drums on this song. Like I, I liked that. But uh, you want to go to the make it a classic. There's
0: one or? more low light, which we kind of already touched on. It's mm-hmm. just in the sense that when I was coming over here, I actually mm-hmm. don't remember there being any videos. So if there were videos, I mm-hmm. will have to go back and check them. But yeah. the fact that I don't remember that mm-hmm. to me is a low light. I think that there yeah. were opportunities for some great, great videos on here. Mm-hmm. That even if he had them, like I said, I don't remember them. So yeah, the it, promotion
1: was very unfocused. Right. Um and. I still don't understand why Sex, Love & Money is the single here. Like, like, Fair. it's not, it, it, for me, right, if I'm gonna make one video or one song that I press forward, it's gonna try to convey the message of what I'm trying to say with my album. Fair. And I just didn't think that either the video or what I remember the video and even that song was, was what pushed forward what he was trying to say with his gotcha. album. So, so you, you want to go into make it a classic? Mine's kinda long. I kinda wanna hear yours. <laughs> okay. Uh make it a classic. Let's see. I I divided this album into two albums. Um,
0: first of all, it's too fucking long. I right? did the same thing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, not two albums, two uh-huh. sides. I have a side A and a side okay. B. So it's I close. have like
1: completely two different albums. Cool, um, cool, cool. I have an album that features uh Black Jack Johnson, the group. Okay. And it's it's Black Jack Johnson featuring Most Deaf. And oh, so, that's cool. okay. so it's I kinda like what kinda like the, doing here. That's kinda like the right. black the black Keys situation. Okay. Um I, I want I want us to feature these musicians. I want to know what Most Deaf played on. Mm-hmm. I want I want the promotion to be, you know, them gigging, you know, them in the studio working on songs and trying to figure out, okay, you play here, I'm gonna play there, you know, take one, take two, whatever. I want I want an album that tells us, you know, like this is an album from a band mm-hmm. um, that's playing live instruments. And so with that, I had, um, these songs are the, the songs that I felt like kind of fit that. So it starts with Boogeyman song. Obviously. Uh, Freaky Black Greetings. Um, we keep ghetto rock. Mm-hmm. We make it like kind of the centerpiece. Okay. So in in such a way that like the the music video is like, you know, I mean, he says, Yes, we are so ghetto. Yes, we are mm. rock and roll. It's like, this is like black music. Like, right. rock and roll music is black music. Yes. And then, like, you portray that and you make a music video around that. So that's like my single that I push uh, Zim Zim Zalabim, Blue Black Jack, Parade, and so Funeral you're March. You're
0: keeping a lot of the songs that I'm keeping. Okay, cool. The oh, Easy
1: cool. Spell and The Beggar. So the, those All are right. like, those are the songs that are on that album. And that album yeah. is like, So you is, kept the Beggar. Okay. Whereas there. And then, the second album is may not even really be an album. It might be like a mixtape or EP to promote the Black Jack Johnson album. That's right. And that's just for us most deaf fans that just want to hear Most Deaf rap his ass off because Most Deaf can do that. Yes, he and can. I don't need I don't need to hear that he can rap his ass off when I'm listening to, you know, the jazzy or bluesier stuff that we had on the other album. Okay. So on this album, um the uh the rape over is on there okay uh just because it's him rapping and he's doing his thing uh sex love and money obviously um we push sunshine and the reason we push sunshine is that oh, a yeah. kanye west is the biggest artist in, in hip-hop right yeah. so it's like why why would you not do that like why is there no video for a kanye west produced okay. record right um close edge stays yes. on there all right um and i and I, I i thought about it i just feel like it could be a better song it probably but, could be, but, but I, I like it but so much. But it stays. Much. The panties, I cut. Really? Yeah, I just yeah. entirely cut it. I'm like... Wow, some people you gonna I, get. Yeah, yeah. Some people I, go, you don't get some flack for that one. Cut it. Um, War, I kept, but I, uh, it's another record that I feel like could have been made better. Um, and I love Psycho Less. And I feel like production wise, like he just could have done better here. Probably. Um, Is he the main producer
0: for the beat notes, or do they also get other producers as
1: well? Well, it's it's Less and Juju. Uh Less does most of the beats. Okay. Uh Juju did the one though off the uh Supreme
0: Clientele. Was that uh Nutmeg or one? It's it's, it's one of I those. I think two. it was Nutmeg, right? It was either one or Nutmeg. It's one of the... It might have been one. It's one of the first yeah. three tracks
1: on Yeah. Whichever yeah. one it was, yeah. Juju did that one. But yeah. for the most part, uh, Psycho Less is like the main okay. in the, in the group. Um, grown Man Business. Really, really like this because of the sample. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear Ghost and Ray on it. And the reason That's I want to cool. hear Ghost and Ray on it is the subject matter as well as just, you know, that, that Barry White sample is
0: like, is like Ghost... And right, like, I want to say that you know, Ghost right the actually has... I think Ghost has something... It's called The Is it The, it's not is the it Watch? watch? Is not The Watch? No, I which one think is it's it? I do The Watch, but it, I think it's on the same... I think it or is. is it? I think it
1: is the watch. Which which version of the watch? Because remember, it's the one, where the one
0: he's, his watch is talking about. You know, to no, him. I know the watch, yeah. but
1: if you remember, they had to re release Pretty Tony or something like that because there was a sample that couldn't clear. So there's like two versions nah, of Pretty I Tony. I want to say the there. watch was actually supposed to or be for the,
0: Bulletproof Wallets. Oh, Bulletproof Wallets, yes. that's right.
1: But the watch was the sample that they couldn't clear, so they put out another version with well, a different. E- either sample.
0: way, he's got a version over this sample. Uh, believe, yeah. yeah, so
1: I put Ghost and Ray on that song. Cool um and then modern marvel i kept but it starts at 5:40. i don't want to hear all that bullshit gibberish that he's doing (laughs) on on that joint that's cool and then life is real i thought about even making life is real just the outro and not even keeping champion requiem it it sounds if you're gonna have it it sounds like it's an outro right and then I, i champion requiem i guess I'm not even super passionate about that song. I got So, you. but yeah, so there are two separate projects. One is the I'm Most Deaf and I'm a Great Rapper project, okay. um, and which I think we can tighten up and make a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And the other one is a Black Jack Johnson project. So okay. that's my I make it a classic.
0: So I, I like what you did there. Um, I'm going to take it a step further or at least get a little bit more intricate. Okay. Um, because I had the same similar feeling for for me. This album is like a side A and a side B, okay. and a side A is more of the the bluesy, rockish, right. and side B, though it still has those elements, is more of like just like the raw hip hop sound. Right. So the way I'm starting out this album, um, I've got the Boogeyman song, okay. right? Obviously, boom, right off the bat. Right. Um, it's 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 a perfect intro. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything else, right? Yeah. Freaky Black greetings is cool, but I'm cutting it. And mm. the reason why I'm cutting it is because honestly, like you can make the case that the first four tracks of this album are an intro. Like right. the Man song is an intro. Then Freaky mm. Black Greetings it's is an intro. an intro. Then yeah. Ghetto Rock sounds like an intro. And <laughs> Zim Zalabim also sounds like an intro. Right? Right. So I'm actually, I'm cutting, one of those has to go and I'm going to cut Freaky Black Greetings. That's fair. Um, Then I'm pushing Ghetto Rock to my side B. Okay. And ghetto rock is going to be I like the about intro of the the more hip hop raw ish. You right. Still got the rock sound. It's like the bridge between
1: yes, the two. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So that's going to be the intro of like my side B. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so track two is going to be Zim Zalabim. Mm-hmm. Right. Now track three is going to be the Rape Over, and it's going to be heavily heavily featured. In fact, it might even mm. it because it's, it because it could be more more hip hop. I might actually put it on side B. But this is what i am going to do with it. This okay. is what i am going to do with it. Is what I'm going to do with it. I'm taking out the Kanye West sample right now if you're familiar with the song obviously it's just a it's a rehash of TakeOver from the Blueprint right Right. but the thing is that song comes from the Doors it's a song called 5 to 1 I forget which album it's on Mm -hmm. I have the album Um, I love it right like Mm -hmm. when I first heard 5 to 10 or 5 to 1 I think it's 5 to 1 I think it's 5 to 1 when I first heard it I was like oh my god this is a sample for TakeOver right Right. so I was really excited so this is what I'm doing with that track Mm -hmm. I'm redoing Kind of like I'm redoing this beat, but kind of like with the five to one vibe, uh-huh. and I'm getting roots to play that uh-huh. record. Um, and then you're gonna have Most Def open up the track, and then you're gonna have Black Thought come in with a verse too. Then mm-hmm. you can have like your your hook, refrain, bridge, whatever. And then they're go- on the third verse. They're gonna go back and forth between the two, kind of like how they did on Double Trouble on Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm. Those two, Most Def and and uh, and the Roots, just have a great great chemistry yeah. together. Um, and I actually want to talk more about that after I get to the, the, the make it a classic portion. Yeah, and so sad, this sad. this is going to be a, a, a finely produced track. It's gonna have a video. It's gonna be very, very heavily featured. Okay. And I think it's just, when, when I hear that track, like the, the, you'd have to reimagine this song, right? right? But I think the way it is in my head, it would be very, very dope. I don't. I'm not sure if it would get much push on the radio, mm. but I think that if you had a really solid definitely video, definitely not, for not it, at the time,
1: because no. the industry was still exactly. Yeah. But
0: I think that if you had a really, really good video for it, um, I think that it would have been. I, I think you could have made it um, a, a success out of the song. Okay. So that's what I'm doing with that track. Then I'm going to Blue Black Jack, Obviously, keeping that um, Bedside Parade and Funeral. I'm keeping that Sex Level Money is getting pushed down, and then I'm I'm pushing up. Um. Oh. So this is this is one thing I'm also gonna try to do, right? Mm. And two years two years after this, Most Def came out with an album that he didn't even like promote. It was called True Magic. It didn't yeah. even have a booklet. All it was is a clear that, plastic right, case with, with the, the purple, CD in with it. the purple cover. Yeah, and it's like it's it's whatever. Like that's that's like literally that True Magic. There's
1: some dope shit on there.
0: Fair. There are, there is some dope shit on there, yeah. but it's it's literally, it's whatever. Like that's my assessment on the album. However, okay. there's a song on there and I'm gonna kind of cheat, but I don't care. Cause yo, that
1: was actually the, song, the album that I thought you wanted to do when you said you wanted to do this album. Oh, well, but anyway. it,
0: so there's a song on there uh, then I'm gonna take off of that. And I know it came out after the fact, but I don't care. This is my, this is my, this is my, my envisioning, my imagining of this. I'm going to take Sun, Moon, and Stars mm. on the True Magic album, mm. and I'm going to put it um, as like my track six on mm-hmm. this one, after uh, Bedside Parade and Funeral March, okay. and then I'm closing out side A with the Easy Spell, and that's the one where it's just like it's kind of just like a straight like rock riff. It's like Y E A yeah, you can get it. Dun, 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 dun. Like and it's just it's just kind of like this grungy, just like constant, and it's just I think it's good for just ending out the side A. Okay, side B, we're gonna open it up with Ghetto Rock, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's got a good intro feel um then after that we can go into the close edge mm-hmm. sex love and money and then we're going to do the panties and i think the panties mm-hmm. should have a video for it mm-hmm. and the thing is i actually didn't like the panties at the time i was mm-hmm. just kind of like bored with it whatever mm-hmm. however I have heard too many people talk say uh they've had some good stories to tell uh after this that involve the pain and so for those people we're going to keep this record and in fact we're even going to promote it with a video so there could All be some for extra those good people
1: i i feel sorry for you that most <laughs> definitely is what you is what you you That's need tough. to get that situation engaged but, tough, you know, but do your thing.
0: we're going to have some more sexy times with thing. this song <laughs> and then um, we're gonna have Martin Martin modern, modern Marvel be the, mm-hmm. the penultimate track. Um, Do, and then- You're gonna keep it in anxiety entirety? Keep it in its in entirety because okay. that's kind of like closing out not only Side B, but you're also closing out like the album as a whole. And okay. then we're gonna end it with uh, Champion Requiem. The only thing I might have to say- So you cut The Beggar? I'm cutting The Beggar. And okay. I went back and forth on this because it's, it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I actually don't think The Beggar is a bad song. Mm-hmm. Um, it has got some really really interesting uh and good musical qualities to it Mm -hmm. but i don't think i don't think that there's space for it in this project and you Um, also you also cut uh life is real i'm cutting life is real i'm cutting i'm cutting grow me business and i'm cutting sunshine wow
1: Yes. So you know, you don't really like the like hip-hopy
0: records. It's not right? that I don't like them, but they don't work in the context right. of what I'm trying to do. Right. The only the only thing I might move around is I might move my rape over to side B just because mm-hmm. it's going to be, right, you know, there, more 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 hip-hop centric. But I mean once you, and,
1: once you do that. True. So what are what are your thoughts about this? Uh this was kind of my my change up the way you had your change sure. up. Um in 2004, the Roots went over to Geffen. Mhm. And most Def also released this album on Geffen. Okay, What do you think about the album that I'm calling my first of the two albums and what you're calling kind of more your first disc being a combination of Blue Black Jack as a group and The
0: Roots? So this is, so when I when I said before about like the chemistry between Most Def and The Roots and, right. and with Black Thought, um, I said that I was going to revisit that after I did my make it a classic. And uh-huh. so this is what, I wanted to talk about in terms of a career trajectory for our trajectory mm-hmm. uh, for Most deaf. in the sense that I think that one of the albums that I want to do redo uh, make it a classic for is uh, The Roots The Tipping Point Point. Right. and I would have Most Deaf featured on that mm-hmm. but then on Game Theory which I believe is a Def Jam album but yeah. whatever you know, we're all speaking of hypotheticals anyway. Right. Game Theory is the one that, uh, which kind of came out in like 2005 or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the one where you have most death and the roots on it. Right. So the and, and Game Theory is an interesting album. It's a good album, and I was rocking to it a lot when it came out. But I don't find myself revisiting it. And when yeah. I do revisit, I always kind of like, oh, like, let me skim through this to see. I'm like, oh, you know, what? I remember liking this. I should go back and, and, and spend some time on this. Yeah. And I never do.
1: I feel that way about most Roots albums, actually, though. fair. I'm like, I need to go back. And like, and I'm, I'm like telling myself that I need to do it. And I just don't get to it.
0: And that's how I feel about Game Theory. Our uh-huh. Great album. But I think that. You know, I I would I want to revisit. I just don't find the time to do yeah, it. Yeah. But I think that if you had, I think that if you if you had this project. Um, this New Danger project with Most Deaf mm-hmm. as a success in, in our light. It's not going to be it's not going to be the success that uh, Black on Both Sides is. It's right. not going to be a commercial success, but it could be a music success. Um, and I think that if you have a music success of New Danger and a music success of The, of to, of the Tipping Point mm-hmm. and then they come together to do, you know, Most mm-hmm. Def and The Roots, a project like Game Theory, yeah. I think that that li- is like, I think that's all you need for I Most Def. I think this album could have been that album. And I, I mean, think it could have been and, too. I, I would have, I think that there's enough solo effort here that he could he could have on his own. But I feel what you're saying. Can you We're both imagine think the, of the same thing? Right.
1: Can you imagine the additional instrumentation of yes. the roots in in? because I think part of the, the what what we've both said is a challenge here is like this is just a very unfocused effort. Very unfocused. And if you could get like a musical mind like a quest love mm-hmm. to kind of take take those good ideas that most deaf cause there's definitely some great ideas in here, yeah. right? And and like focus them in an effort, you know, to put out I think like Quest love would be the perfect executive producer to help him put this together and make it what we want it to be you Yeah. Know?
0: um i also think that you kind of get the best you you might even get the best out of black thought in right. the sense that um black thought is a strong enough l- lyrical presence yeah that he could be the front man vocally mm-hmm. but i i think that his energy, his persona isn't always consistent. Like on some projects, he's outward and he's expressive and he's Mm -hmm. great. And on other projects, he's very like just inward and just... His energy is kind of like depressive, and you have to strain to li- to understand what mm. he's talking about and even but, understand. But him I will say
1: that he's at his best when there's other great MCs on exactly, a track and this would bring out the best. Exactly, thing. and yeah. I think that
0: most death, most death is strong enough is is strong enough to be a front man on his own right. Right, 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 he's, got right. The, he's got the he's got he's got the the chaps. He's got the lyrical chaps. He's got the the, the charisma. He's got the bravado. He can do that. Right. And I think that if you if you had the, those two together, yeah. I mean that dynamic would just be. Because you could even you could even have like, Black Thought would even be like the compliment, like he wouldn't yeah. have to be the front man. Yeah. And then he can just kind of do his own thing. Right. And most depth is like that, that personality is just yeah. gonna be like on the track and people see that like, yeah. oh man, I don't,
1: yeah. man. I wonder if it could, I, like I wonder if it could happen. You know how they say like some yeah. some great basketball players, it's like, oh, you have two alpha dogs, and mm-hmm. like I wonder if they would be able to make, make it work. I think I they could. Think, Look, yeah. every
0: single time they've done the collaboration, you had the collaboration, on um on uh Things Fall Apart which is R- a double Rising double, Down uh, well, you, you have that the right. double treble track on uh Things Fall Apart look again they're not talking about shit right. but that's just a fun song right. it's, just, it's like if you just like if you just like <laughs> rapping and you just want to like listen to something good and funky like you gotta go check out that track if you haven't already if you're right. listening to this podcast you should know what it is but then yeah you got the intro on Rising Down yeah. um, and Most Def has an opening verse right. and it's just like Oh man, like right. I, 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 am upset as a hip hop fan and as a yeah. music fan, uh, and as a fan of the roots, and most that that they yeah. haven't come together and to collaborate more because yeah. I, there's obviously great chemistry there. So we talked about uh, on one of the early podcasts.
1: I think it was a Salute Me or Shoot Me. Um, we talked about the roots as kind of an underperforming group.
0: Yes, that was my that was my Salute Me or Shoot Me.
1: And and you know to some degree I agreed with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the mo- How do we feel about Most Def's career in terms of potential versus realization of potential?
0: I think that Most Def is a very interesting character. First of all, like I said, um, black on both sides is... Like if, it's almost it's almost like Lauryn Hill. Like look, Lauryn Hill had you know she had a record. She has her classic with the with the Fugees, and right. she also has her debut with the Fugees. Right. Um. She's got her her guest appearances, but like if she did The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill and nothing else, like she's good. Right. Most Def did Black on Both Sides. If he mm-hmm. didn't do Black Star, if he didn't do his collaborations, if he didn't mm-hmm. do anything else, like if he just did Black on Both Sides, I think he'd be good. Mm-hmm. That album is that good. Um, that being said, but it, though, it didn't get the mainstream reception. I don't think it needs to. I don't think. I don't think it needs to. Miseducation. Yeah, this is true, but I don't think it needs to. I. But Mosef is such an interesting guy mm-hmm. um, because he's he's not half a bad actor either. Yeah. Um, and but he's kind of shied away from all that, and mm-hmm. he's just one of those, like. I don't really know what to make of him. He's such yeah. like an interesting guy. Like this, the whole yeah. the whole Yaz and Bay stuff, the uh-huh. the renouncing his Fair. his U.S. citizenship, the uh-huh. undergoing um, waterboarding and other Gu- Gu- Guantanamo Bay like tortures,
1: like and even additionally the whole deal with him and the outstanding child support cases,
0: right? With that, the with, with the, the white. Chick. I don't remember that with the... I, yeah. well, I know it's been with uh, with multiple yeah, women. Yeah, but the main, like, that's the main like woman main, who short, is suing his him. His main shortcoming is like is
1: his dealings with women. Yeah. And the main woman who's suing him is white. And so there was a whole, well, you know, he made brown skin lady X, Y, Z. You know, a lot of people in the community have, have felt as though he was hypocritical as a result of that.
0: I look, but I mean, so, it, it, anyway. no, no, I actually kind of want to address that real quick because, okay. uh, you know, Umar, Umar Johnson made the rounds recently. <laughs> right. Uh, and he was talking about how he doesn't respect, uh, black men who don't marry black, uh, women. black women, yeah. which I don't, I'm not going to say that, but I do understand the sentiment. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to, I think it's hard to speak, um, consciously or be woke or mm. talk about like black pride and stuff mm. if you're not down with the black woman uh and of course you got the jesse williams situation yeah
1: i mean you got mm. some a
0: lot of situations right and, I, and
1: and i think i don't remember what interview it was but someone was bringing as a counter to him you know talking about a lot of people who yeah. are harry belfonte uh, etc
0: yeah. um Cindy and Paulier. you know i mean he's kind of just like Yes. Like he, he was saying, look, they did great work, but I don't respect them. And I, I'm not going to take it as far as he did. But right. there was, a, I remember when he was on Roland Martin, there was another guest. He said, like, you know, there's a saying back in our days, like, don't sleep white and talk, and black. talk black. That right? was Which crazy. I kind of, I kind of looked like I'm a product of, a, of an inter, <laughs> interracial relationship. And right. to be honest, like. I kind of feel that way. Like my dad, you know, he'll he'll talk like some black stuff, but he's not like he's not like militant as right, I am. You right. know what I mean? But at the same time, though, I think that like I don't have any issue with black men who who sp- who speak on those things, mm-hmm. um, and and dabble in other areas. I think where I have an issue with it is if you're speaking on those things and like that's the only that's the only type of women that you're messing with is, is white women or mm-hmm. non-black women mm-hmm. right um and so like another interesting figure with i think it was be- what's his name like von jones van jones, the Dumont, oh, Dumont van jones CNN. from cna what do you say i think so yeah she is. yeah yeah and like even i have, I have but i have a heart whenever he's talking about something black like mm-hmm. it's interesting right because i don't even really consider myself black just in the mm-hmm. sense that look I, i'm mixed and i'm african-american but like I'm very light-skinned, I have white privilege, I don't really understand what it feels like to look black. Like mm-hmm. the types of challenges that my black friends have to deal with, I never really have to face them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I get a new job, everyone thinks I'm white, they have to learn that I'm African-American, right? So mm-hmm. it's, so I can't necessarily critique someone like, is it Von Jones or Van Jones? Van. Van Jones. yeah. But at the same time though, mm-hmm. listening to him like speak on these subjects, I'm kind of
1: like. But I mean, I do, I do you watch a lot of CNN? Cause I, I do and like Van, van is uh is kind of a whitewashed brother anyway that's what i'm right? saying yeah. so it's, so it's just like, like all right i mean so i'm not surprised that his yeah. wife is white right
0: Get, getting back to the most death <laughs> aspect of it though <laughs> right. getting back to that like i don't mind that he sleeps with other ethnic ethnic groups right. i know that he is down with black at least i think he is right. um i think he has a track record of Dating sisters I would think so uh, I mean well there's If the he whole, doesn't there's, if, the,
1: there's Beyonce That's really the only He, he was with uh, He got down with Beyonce It was rumored um, know, Yeah uh, Around the time of hip opera I actually oh, met right. uh, someone who was in his camp that confirmed it but uh,
0: yeah okay alright well either people way people don't
1: really know that's not big, a big story
0: either but, way um, sure. so long as he does get down with black ladies and I assume he does mm-hmm. then I don't have an issue with him dabbling. If if someone were to come to me and be like well actually you know he's never really gotten down with any sisters then i'd be like all right like most definitely got a problem so but i, <laughs> I don't right, have that information right. so
1: but yeah so uh, again you were talking about how interesting his story is and he how he is as a public figure
0: right? mm-hmm. um yeah i just think that i can't really you know I, really I, I can't him. really place him like yeah. it's one of the because first of all i'm i'm not really going to judge the man like he's mm-hmm he doesn't give me enough like an interviews and and other things to really know what's going on. Like Mm. maybe he does for other people. Maybe I just haven't seen them. Mm. Um, But like, I also think that there's a space for, you know, doing whatever you want to do as a human being like your life is your life and right. i think that most def is one of those people who has said like look like this is the life that i want to live i'm going right. to do this right. um i think that when you start to open yourself up to critique is when you want the limelight when you want like the mm. fame like when your life is in a certain lane right and then you start making some interesting decisions and then i'm going to yeah. critique you a little bit more I and you never most... really seen that exactly like that. so yeah. I, I don't really know like so uh, you know I, I can i can i can speak on I could speak how on how I would have preferred his music. Mm-hmm. Um, Path to go mm-hmm. as a fan, right? Both as, as 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 you know, fan of just like what most stuff was supposed to represent. And right. again, like if if he's done some fuckboy shit like in his personal life, I'm not going to defend that. Right. I'm just talking about of what most stuff was supposed to represent to me, right? Right. So both from that perspective and from 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 being a fan of of his music, mm-hmm. I can speak on how I would have liked his career to pan out, but right. I can't necessarily critique the way that it has panned out. I, mm. I, I think he's supposed to be retiring after this year. I yeah. think he's going to have like two other shows shows yeah. or albums yeah. or projects or whatever and then he's like he's calling it quits and i don't yeah. know what he's gonna i don't even think it's then. two more
1: projects i think it's like two more shows is like, that what it is yeah okay. but i mean i've also weren't wondered because he's kind of the type of guy that it's like is he gonna retire as yasin Bey and come back as something know. else like you you really never know like what what the next step is for foremost so you know but i'd love to get more music out of him um, but you know, he's kind of like like an Andre 3000 in that you know I mean yeah but and both both eccentric guys, both incredible acting talents and and musical talents um but you, you can't you can't put them in a, in in your you know your pigeonhole. you kind of just gotta let them be who they are and hope for the best you know yeah yeah do you uh do you think we've gotten the best from most or I don't know I, I kind of do to be honest, okay. um, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I I, I I wonder, you know, I wonder what other things he could kind of incubate and be a part of. Cause like, um, you know, he was a big um, impetus between us getting that project from uh, from the Black Keys. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I, I keep bringing this up and I'm just have to share it with you, but okay. the, the Black Keys, you know, the Black Keys, the, yeah. the group, they did a project called Black Rock
0: okay um, oh, yeah with
1: Dame one. Dash I haven't um, heard it yet and Most Def was actually the person who brought the Black Keys to Dame Dash okay and he was like yo you gotta hear these guys they're excellent and they were talking about how like they would do shows in New York City for I don't know 50 people or, or whatever like in these small venues and Most Def would be at every single show like mm-hmm. he was just such a big fan of them and um, you know he's like we gotta figure out a way that we can put them out like I like I want I want black people to hear this. Like, yeah. This is really good. And that's how black rock came, came okay. to be. So, um, I want to see more him my, more stuff like that with just his musical mind, evangelizing and creating opportunities for other people. I, I'm not sure if he's still, or was he ever deported or something like that? Like, a situation about, where he supposedly couldn't
0: couldn't come back in so the states. So I want to say that he was in. He got trapped and not trapped, but he's he was held up in South Africa for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think he he had problems coming back to the states because he renounced his citizenship or did something. Yeah, like something that. strange. I don't. I don't even really story. know those details. They're just yeah. they're so odd. And again, like I'm not I'm not going to be critical. I'm not going to be judgmental of it. It's just like. I don't really know what's going on but right. I, I don't know what's going on in his head so yeah. but I don't even think it's a, maybe maybe it's all good like I don't know like yeah. I'm not suggesting there's anything negative here Right. Um, I just I Don't mean really they said Chappelle was on.
1: crazy and Chappelle came back and made yeah. a shit ton of money so yeah, Chappelle there's was always, crazy there's always an opportunity right and actually Mostef and Chappelle at least when I've seen the two of them together mm-hmm. they seem like they really hit it off and they really like understand each other
0: um, on the Dave Chappelle's black party mm-hmm. Mostef was on there and his his chemistry with uh, with Chappelle was really good. Also yeah. on the Chappelle show, that yeah, to, was really good they, a
1: few times he appeared mm-hmm. there. Uh, he did the joint where he was driving around in the car. He was rapping, Um and he also premiered that song "Beef" on there,
0: right? Yeah, he performed. Uh, that was with uh, Tolu Falii, I want to say, right? maybe What's beef? beef
1: is not what yeah. Jay said to us. Nah. beef is when the working class can't yeah. find jobs Yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite most deaf things here. What, what song is that what, um, where is that by the way it's on this random uh, raucous 20th anniversary or some okay. shit like, album Like, it, it, I, I had to like find it and buy it Um, and I think it also came out on most definite which is like a compilation of just random things that most deaf did yo most deaf
0: look most deaf remember he was the host of uh deaf poetry yeah and then most stuff was also like a trendsetter in terms of like fashion and style yeah. as well like yeah. just oh man most stuff did a lot for us look yeah. again like i i if i can't speak on him personally mm-hmm. um and like i said you know the stuff with the women is obviously you know you, you never like to hear yeah. and if somebody has information that he's like a, a fuckboy personally i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna discredit that i'm just mm-hmm. gonna say like what i remember most deaf, mm-hmm. at least what i saw mm-hmm. represented to me like was just like a lot of things that i just appreciated about blackness about yeah. music about you know um individuality yeah i mean like I, I
1: definitely feel like he's one of those cats that like i really hope that he you know can get his flowers while he can smell them because he's somebody that one. when you look back and reflect on his career and like mm-hmm. everything that he's brought to us in terms of entertainment like Dude was very, very talented. I thought and he, so. And he, he gave us a lot of output. And he was also a, a part of Ruckus, which I think is such an underrated oh, yeah. movement in hip-hop. and Yeah, um, the,
0: the the 98 yeah, to like 2000, yeah. 2001 period. Yeah. Was, I'll was, have to
1: was find very, that very Ruckus big. compilation and see if I can share it with you. Because it's got some really dope stuff on it. But Beef is on there, the the full version of the song.
0: Where is he in your, I guess, MC groups? he For me, he's a solid tier two. He's not a tier one, he's a tier two.
1: My I don't have the tiering. System I understand, that you but where, have, where, I have where, like where do you uh, put him up there? I would say he's probably a top twenty five MC. Yeah,
0: I think that's I think
1: that's probably yeah. fair. And, and it's funny though because um uh I was listening to Young Guru okay. um, on a podcast, and he was saying that, you know, Most Def is in his top three. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. And he was saying it was like J Big Most F.
0: Oh, so he's just, is guru, is young guru from Brooklyn? yeah okay where's and um he's uh he's jay-z's engineer where is uh, i know who he is i yeah, wasn't sure if he was from brooklyn where's most def from brooklyn no but where where do you know where Stuy. ah uh, is it of was it fort green or flatbush because um oh maybe i think it, i think it's flatbush. flatbush but then he had that group medina green yeah so that's maybe where he started maybe where's it is it green because it was in the fort green i don't,
1: I don't think remember. that's what it was yeah but medina yeah. green was actually with his brother yeah with his brother right. and um and i met I met his brother's best friend who Boy. told me the stories about Beyonce coming in and out of the crib ah. back in the day. And he was like, yeah, you know, basically her her publicist and her group was like, nobody can know
0: about this. Like, Yo, you here's the thing, though. Uh, a lot yeah. of women had crushes on Mo stuff, Yeah. Like, it was something about, like, he kind of had, like, this, like, inner child like boyish like kind of smile to him and just yeah. like fun like outgoing personality. Right but he up. was it was this mix between like being confident and shy and outgoing at the same time. Like mm. it was just I don't know. I, I know a lot of women who just like loved most of Yeah, for sure. Most is uh, most
1: is the man. He's he's so. dope. So anyway. Um and I don't know if you've seen um there's like floating around they've got some of the like Video footage of like most stuff, like in the park in Brooklyn, freestyling. Oh, like that. oh, it's dope. Yeah, dude, dude's been nice for a very long time. So yeah, I,
0: I think he definitely represents what hip hop, some of the best of what hip hop had to offer. Right, right, yeah. and like
1: what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then kind of what it became as well. So. so. All right, mm-hmm. I think that should wrap it up for us. Cool. Uh, anything uh, specific you wanna you wanna talk about in the
0: pipeline? We still got to get this battlegrounds format situated, and mm-hmm. then we've got this Panama episode that we're gonna try to <laughs> try to get edited and, and released shortly. So yeah. Stay tuned. Also, we missed.
1: Uh, I think we missed the what twenty five year anniversary of a uh,
0: Superfly by Missy. I'm not so sure we might if have you to, said...
1: to at least mention that in passing on the, on the next one.
0: Well, then there we go. We just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Alright, any else um did you want to do a tribute for wind disaster strikes yeah maybe we're doing both in one episode we can do that all, all right. right all right that's to do it for us peace and blessings peace
2: pull up to your spot on low shine brighter than all of the cats that got on glow. Laying the cut like they not going no. Cause if I gotta make a move, dog, they not going no. This dog all private, this is not faux show. It's most deaf what you call real faux show. Is they what you call gangster? Hell no. They get a little pinch and go snitch to the pole. They all talk fast and they all think slow. I'm most definite not think so. Fudge the city with the black ink flow. And my crew ain't scared to let them things go. So stop with the nonsense, like he conscious. I'm just a wet dog. I'm doing great, dog. I don't play games. So I don't play a hate song. Get it straight and get the fuck up out my face dog I'm like the second plane that made the towers face off That shit to let you know it's really not a game dog Your grind and my grind ain't the same dog I'm the catalog, you the same song So cool and old school like A4 The one your little mommy winding up a waist for The name that real niggas got their hand raised for Me and Minnie got your block yellow tape, dog. So skate off, skate off. To the streets, to the beach, the bitches, the niggas, the women, the children, the workers, the killers, the addicts, the dealers, the quiet, the is the realists, and that's close. Go, push, meet, go, time, go, close. To the edge, back, middle, and front, strong back, shit, lifting it up, from the big and the small, I'm like Jay Brown, getting involved, but when I'm letting off around, don't get in the cross, have your preacher man speaking low, getting his cross, tell a wild cowboy not to get off their horse, but what he finds.